Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hey, welcome to The Last Days Podcast. We're so glad that you are joining us and that you have your ears on. That's an old term. And, um, <laughs> yes, it's I've like, never even heard it. Yeah, CB term. Anyway, we're glad wow. that you're listening. And um, I am here. I, I am Todd Holmes, my beautiful, wonderful, incredible wife. Katie Holmes is right across from me, and I get to see her the whole time. So it's really wonderful. Oh, and so welcome, my love. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. That's kind of weird when I, I'm talking myself and I say, we're glad that you're here. Yeah, that is, that is, that is strange. That is strange. I thought you were talking about the view, the listeners. Not the they viewers. are too. But we're I'm glad. hearing from them right now. Yes. Subconsciously, they're telling me, we're so glad that your wife is on. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> but we are glad that you guys are, are listening uh, today and just believing, you know, even as we prayed before we started here, that everything that you need, the Holy Spirit is going to give you, that he's giving you great wisdom and um, I love that there's an anointing that comes upon us as parents to be able to parent, to be able to raise godly children, to be able to sow amazing seed into their life that is going to come back and it is going to bless your life as well as untold multitudes. And uh, if we keep that perspective, that, that always helps us for sure. Amen. Have that understanding. Amen. So you see where she's getting right into the serious stuff, going right on into it oh, there. Yeah. And I it's mean, about kids. And again, so this is part three, I think, of where yes. we're talking about raising um, godly children yes. in the last days here. Yes. And um, why don't you just continue along the lines that you were just what you were just sharing there, and um, okay. just just go for it. And so we're we're talking about children again, raising children, and whether you have children, you have grandchildren, you have friends that have children, you're an aunt or an uncle, you will have a, children, a godparent. Um, Whatever you might be, you have influence among children. Maybe you maybe you're working in children's ministry, mm-hmm. and and you're still single. That's great. I mean, getting prepared Absolutely. for those little ankle biters running around your house. <laughs> and um, I did children's ministry for several years before I got married. Actually, I was pretty old when I got married. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so worked with worked with kids a lot, and um, and it's wonderful. It and is so wonderful. You They're need to expose yourself, yeah, to that and get yourself prepared. For what is going to storm into your life? Yeah, and and really, if you're if you're of kind of a more of a serious, stiff, starchy, religious type person, right? You you really actually should work in kids ministry. They they have a great way of keeping you humble, plus teaching you many things. And uh, and and what I would think that what, be like for the kids, though? <laughs> I mean, bless the kids' heart. Hopefully they got, they'd break them down. You got quickly. some real crotchety people sometimes <laughs> that are working in the kids' ministry. Oh, that's so terrible. And no, no, I've 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 heard about these people. And, um, yeah. And so if you're going to, you, you need to, you need to learn how to loosen up and have fun. That's true. And children are great. And stop taking that. yourself so seriously. Even mm-hmm. parents. Right. Even parents. Right. And we've and had so to remind ourselves. Ourselves. Of that. Exactly. Because yeah, we can be kind of intense. Yeah. 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 So, but kids, yeah, are great with, uh, just, they bring obviously so much life. I, you know, that was one thing that, that really surprised me. I'm um, obviously, we were, we were married for a few years before we had um, Bryce, our oldest, and um, I was just, um, we, we had a very, you know, wonderful 
life and marriage and, and we're, you know, very fulfilled doing ministry and things like that. But once you have children, it's amazing the whole added dimension of life that comes into your life, because of course that's what God intended and they are a blessing from him. And, um, of course, any blessing that comes from the Lord does, um, does require a lot of work, a lot of effort. It requires you sowing much seed, um, and, and, you know, appreciating, reminding yourself that they are, they are a blessing. Um, but it, it is just really amazing how when you sow the right kind of seed and do what the word says, that when the harvest comes back, it, it's just, it's really, it's so rewarding, so overwhelmingly wonderful. And the Lord is, is so good like that. So, but yes, we, um, we just felt it obviously very necessary and, and just the Lord impressed upon our heart to be able to, you know, share some of these things with you that we have learned. Definitely, definitely, definitely not the perfect parents. We are still learning. Um, obviously, we have by still far, have, at least my, my side of things. Oh, come on now. And so we have two um, boys that are still in the home, two um, teenagers still at home. And so um, they're, I, I think, you know, I've heard other parents say, and, and I can see how you know, that you could uh, easily think this is like, by the time you get done raising children, then you will have kind of figured out how to do it. And, (laughs) but, um, so we really, um, value the opportunity and realize the importance of uh, sharing what we've learned. And so we share from the perspective that obviously we still are learning, but some things that have helped us and then some mistakes that we've made that, that hopefully you won't make those mistakes. And, you know, I've shared before about how different, um, there's a few different, um, women of God that I have talked with through the years and reached out to at different times that I saw the fruit in their children, the fruit of what, um, they and their husband worked together to, to parent and it was wonderful fruit. And so those are different ones that I have, have gleaned from and have been so thankful and so appreciative of that. Um, my personal pet peeve is, you know, we have, you know, some, you have to even check out the authors who, who write books about, you know, parenting when, you know, if, if all their kids are, are failures in life, so to speak, or they don't even have kids. I mean, come on now, but there are actually some great authors that, that we would recommend. Um, Dr. Kevin Lehman is one of those, of course, um, focus on the family with Dr. James Dobson. And then some of the others that he has there with him, um, they've done some, some great, things um as well so there's also great resources that that we you know recommend that will that have helped us and that will help you as well but um, absolutely and so in this you know like she said we uh we speak not because we feel like (laughs) we're professional parents by any means or we have all the answers because we readily admit we don't um but if you will seek the wisdom of God and the word of God says, you know, to not be inclined to your own ways in all your ways, acknowledge him mm-hmm. and he'll direct your path. And so in your, in all of your getting, get the wisdom from God and ask him to help you be the best parent that you could be. I pray that very often. I pray, God, help me to be a better husband. Help me to be a better father. Help me to be a better leader in in the body of Christ. Um, Because, you know, when you think you've got it all figured out, you're probably the biggest mess. 
And in parenting, you have to learn to be flexible. It requires so much flexibility on a daily basis. Raising a family is, I mean, you have to have rules, absolutely. And there are, there are absolutes when you're raising your children. Um, like, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, mm-hmm. period. Okay? Not serve other things also. Um, not have a divided house. Some days we're a godly example. Other days, well, it's a little sketchy. Um, <laughs> no, it has to be across the board. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes. And you as a parent, that is one area that there's no flexibility in. Right. You have to set down rules. You have to say, this is what's allowed. This is not allowed in the house. This will never be allowed in this house. Right. And, and if you go in that direction, um, there's going to be, there's going to be some trouble mm-hmm. that, that comes on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I've told my boys that, you know, mm-hmm. this is, if you line your ways up with God, then you know what? You've also lined your ways up with your parents and we're on the same page and you're able to see the goodness of God and you're able to see the blessing of the Lord. Right. You go in the other direction and there could be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, um, <laughs> and so, but my goal as a father is to make sure that my kids get to heaven and not just by the skin of their teeth, but that they have rewards and right. that that my boys, since I don't have any girls to raise, my boys will know the word of God, but they'll know God himself. They'll have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They'll, have, they'll be full of the Holy Spirit. They'll be wonderful examples. They'll be great husbands. They'll be strong leaders. They will be godly men. They will be examples in their church. They'll be examples in their community. They'll be examples in the body of Christ. And as a father, that is my job to do that. Ladies have a different, uh, a totally different role, unless you're a single mom or a single dad. Right. And you have to make up, you know, you know, the the difference um, and cover both areas. Um, The mom has a different role in the raising of the children than what the dad does typically. Right. Okay. I just say typically there, but I know as, as for me, there's things that I know. Well, as for my wife, there's things that she does that, that in the raising of the children come across and are imparted much better through her than through me. And then there are things that, that, you know, as you know, according to the word of God, and are much better for a man to be able to to do in the raising of children than what should be on the wife. And so a husband and a wife have to communicate and they have to get on the same page and know okay this is my role in our parenting. Right. This is what this is what I'm going to make sure is covered. And not that sometimes you know you might need to, you know, make up a little bit here or there when you know, there, there needs to be some doubling up on things. And sometimes in parenting, you have to have some doubling up. Right. Because sometimes the enemy will come in and try to take a swat at one of your kids or your whole family. And you have to, you have to be on your guard spiritually. Always ready. Never, never um, asleep. Um, because the enemy's looking for um, any area that he can to be able to get involved in. And so parents have to be very aware spiritually. 
don't assume that everything's always going to be wonderful and godly with your children. (laughs) All right? Don't be stupid, okay? Because that would be stupidity. Understand there is a plan to take out the family. There's a plan in... In, in the world, there's a plan by the enemy. There's a plan with the, the crooked government that we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I did say crooked government. doesn't matter which side of the aisle is in the Oval Office. There's crookedness and wickedness that is being pushed through the systems of the world. And that includes the school systems. And it is even crept into the private schools. Right. And so if you think and... and you know, you have kids that, you know, go even to, you say, well, I want to take my kids out of public school. I'm going to put them in a private school. But you have to understand that just because a child is in a private, quote unquote, Christian school doesn't make the child a Christian. Okay. Right. Any more than a mouse in the cookie jar, cookie jar makes the mouse a cookie. Okay. Um, it's a change of heart. And, you know, we have to, we have to, had to talk with all three of our boys about the ones they hang out, go to a Christian school, but that, that doesn't mean anything. And so you have to, you have to prepare your children. You have to talk with them. You have to spend time with them. You have to make sure that they're aware that there is a plan of the enemy to take them out. And your job, your job is to equip them and to, and to make sure that they're aware of the power of God that is at work inside of them, that the greater one lives within them. Like we were talking about in the last podcast, greater is he who is in my children than he that's in the world. First John 4, 4. You confess it, but you don't just speak the word. You teach the word. You train up your child in the ways of God. You talk to them about the bigness of God inside of them, how they overcome, how they make a stand in this life and around peers and the influence of the world that that smacks them and it's not just at school it comes at them on social media hopefully mm-hmm. you know that comes at them in their gaming stuff hope you realize that okay because anything that they're exposed to outside of the word of god is going after their minds and and is is trying to penetrate their heart and cause them to be like the world and so you have to guard your children against these things mm-hmm. and, and equip them. And so as a man, let me just talk to the guys who are listening here right now. As, as a man, equip your children, you know, to be able to, to understand, you know, that they are fighting a good fight of faith, but they are, they are warring a good warfare. Mm-hmm. And, that the, the enemy has a, has a plan for their souls, but how to stand. And if you're raising boys, uh, teach them how to be godly men. And if you are a lady and you have, and you're a, you're a single mom and there's not the, the influence of a strong influence of a man, maybe, maybe grandpa's not a godly influence or there is no grandpa. Um, listen, don't treat your boys like a girl. Okay. You get them in church. You talk with one of the pastors, talk with the youth pastor, say, Hey, 
I need some help. Come hang out with, uh, you know, I need my boy to hang out with you some because they've got to have that male influence in their life. And uh, it's very, very important. And it's important for young ladies who have a single dad. You right. need the influence of a lady, a godly right. lady, right. in in the, or she's going to become tough, mm-hmm. okay, right. and 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 unladylike. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that influence, now I'm not just saying guys expose your daughter to you know any kind of a woman. No, no you don't do that. But you've got to have you got to have godly ladies that have influence mm-hmm. in your young ladies' lives. Right, and you know the Lord is so awesome because He knows. You know, there's different scenarios that we find ourselves in sometimes unexpected circumstances, and that happens to people, of course, relating to to marriage. Unfortunate things happen where marriages fall apart, children are born out of wedlock, all kinds of things that are not ideal, and they are not exactly what God planned, but God still does not leave us hopeless. He's still Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's still El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, mm-hmm. and if you will ask him, he will actually surround you with godly relationships. This is one thing we have always prayed, even for our children. Regularly I pray, Father, I just thank you for the, the godly people that you desire in their life. And I'm not talking about just friends. I'm talking about leaders as well. Of course, we're the leaders that God has called us to be and we'll do our very best, but we recognize that there are other people that the Lord would desire to use that would help our boys as well. And so we've prayed, you know, help them you know, surround them with great examples, great ones that will, will pour into their life. And, and quite honestly, we've also been tried to, you know, be very faithful to, you know, different ones through the years. Obviously God has had us in different positions of ministry and stuff, but you know, even as we have been sowing into other children and other youth and other college age and everything, I was very, you know, remind myself, Katie, make sure again, you're sowing great seed because the seed that you're sowing, then the Lord will turn around and bless you. When I've sown into other people's kids and other people's teenagers and other people's, you know, college, you know, kids and everything, I'm going to reap of that then i'm going to have great seed you know great people that are sowing great seed into into my you know when they've been children and now that they're teenagers and of course have a college age one that you know as as we're faithful just always recognize you're sowing seed all the time so make sure that it's it's great seed and it will come back and it, and it will bless you it will bless your your children's lives because you know we need to be who they need but then there's other things that that God will bless their life through other people and and other leaders that will help them in raising them up to be the godly men and godly women that God has called them to be and you know there's um there's a few different things there's actually three different things that that you know we felt to share with you these are just just um a little bit quicker things, but we'll expound on them. But I, but I believe that that they they cover you know three major things of that I feel like are important for parents to to be you know to keep in mind and to be actively doing. But three things that we've you know learned through parenting, and the first one which we've touched on just a little bit, but I'm just in a I'm just stating these in a more formal way. So if you want to take notes or so that um, they're definitely you know remembered. But again, three things that we've learned in parenting. Number one is consistent, unconditional love and discipline. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, consistent, this is key, consistent, unconditional is another key, unconditional love 
and discipline. And of course, the boundaries that you place, now these change whether you have a one-year-old or whether you have a, uh, you know, a 12-year-old or a 19-year-old yeah, or whatever. Obviously, it's going to look a little bit different. So we'll give some different examples here. But you've got to have boundaries, okay? Boundaries bring security. Boundaries bring protection. Boundaries help a whole flow of love to, to take place, even within within the home, within a person's life. Boundaries are very great things. Can I just say something there? Absolutely. If you're somebody that thinks, well, I don't like, I don't think you should, you should have boundaries with children. Why do you put your baby in a crib? <laughs> for their protection. That has, for their protection. <laughs> it has sides around it. You put right. them in a little play yard or a playpen. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you don't want them getting out and around. And I want to tell you, like my wife said, you know, it changes a little bit as they grow up. But I want to tell you, you still have to have boundaries according to where they are in life. Mm -hmm. You take your child, you take your child to the bowling alley these days. If they're a little, you know, a little child or, you know, depending upon their level of skill, sometimes you might put the rails up on the bowling alley. Why? Right. Just because it helps them play the game and feel successful. Okay. Not and as the they're learning in the gutter, as they're learning how to go straight and you have to do the same thing in life. Right. Boundaries. Right. That's so true. And I think, you know, it's really, to be honest, it, parenting is definitely not for the faint of heart. And we've, we've talked uh -huh. about that before, but it's the consistency that you have to have. And that's where it's hard because I remember myself in many times, you know, with, of course, again, having, having boys, they're, they're loud, they're active. Um, they love to like, you know, push each other's buttons and, you know, try to gross you out with, you know, their farts or, you know, snakes they'd bring in the house or bugs or, you know, I mean, it was always just Great some, love. some, t it felt like always some type of chaos going on. I mean, Absolutely. it's just kind of like the way that it was true, but I had to recognize <laughs> that, um, you know, first of all, um, you know, sometimes as a parent, you got to just get over your own self, honestly, and your own little hangups. Like I never, I can't remember how many times I've thought, I just never pictured myself having all boys. I mean, I consider myself to be a fairly, you know, feminine lady, although, you know, I played sports growing up to have done a lot of, you know, things that I admit um, I had something to do with that. Which part? Having all boys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So I was like my femininity. Wasn't, wasn't my just your choice. No. Okay. All right. Um, that's true. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for for me to even mentally kind of get used to the fact that I have, you know, three boys, I mean, that actually took me quite a while to be able to do that and Years. and really, yeah, you know, embrace that. But I mean, I just think of course, they're so amazing and wonderful and you couldn't picture life without them. But again, my job was to put the godly boundaries, not the boundaries of like, okay, well, let me, you're a boy and you're too loud and you're too full of energy. So let me just make you, you know, sit here quietly and color on a sheet all the time. No, that's, that's not, that wouldn't have been good for them. It would have frustrated them and frustrated mm -hmm. me. Oh, yeah. So the boundaries that, that you place and that you have obviously need to fit. And the word tells us that we raise them according to their natural bent. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that means that we have the same standards in our home, but it's going to look a little bit different depending on the child's personality, depending on the way that they receive correction, depending upon their personality, all of those, those kind of things. Again, we don't, we don't, you know, um, have lots of rules for one kid and then no rules for another kid, but the way that we approach them is a bit different. True. And so you've got to be very flexible as a parent, but at the same time, your boundaries cannot be all over the uh, place. Otherwise it's not a boundary. So it takes your consistency. So if you have rules in your home, like honestly, one of our rules was like, you're not going to jump all over the furniture. I know there's some people that they're just like, oh, well, they're just so active and we can't go outside right now. So just let them be like, you know, monkeys swinging from, you know, the light fixture in the house and going bouncing off every, you know, couch and running on top of the table and stuff. What in the world? You've got to have order in your home. They're used to having a cat. (laughs) Well, yeah, climbing on all the cabinets and all that kind of stuff. But no, I recognize as a boy, they're they're active. and, And actually, it's a great thing, okay, that they're active. It's a great thing. Provide opportunities for them to be active. So I had to make myself take them to the park every day, um, put them in sports, uh, find, you know, um, connect with with other moms where they can you know one of the greatest things we actually bought for our kids was a trampoline and i I can't even i mean we've worn out what are we on our third trampoline already you know i mean now they're a little bit older they don't play on it as much but they still do they still do it even as teenagers you know when friends come over and things like that and you know some people like oh my gosh it's too dangerous what if they what if they break their arm or whatever you know okay first of all pray Pray, you do have the blood of Jesus to cover your children. And, and, you know, you, there are some kids that are, you know, naturally more adventuresome than others or whatever. And so then, and there's some ways where, again, you have stricter, stricter boundaries, but you cannot parent out of fear. So like, oh, I can't, I can't let them go outside because of this. And I, I can't, I can't let them have, be around any, any other people because they might hear a cuss word. Listen, my kids, you know what they learned, where they learned what it meant to raise the middle finger, like you're flipping someone off in kids church in kids church. Okay. Whatever, you know. It is what it is. We had to explain to them like um, a little bit earlier than we expected to do, but um, you know what? Family, you know who you are, your (laughs) child. We love you. (laughs) But no, you know, we just, we just were like, okay, that's an inappropriate gesture and we're not going to do that. Um, We didn't fully explain what it meant at that time, at that age or whatever. But do you know what I mean? You, you can't, again, you can't parent out of fear. Your, your, your parenting and the things that you have to address looks a little bit different than it did 30 years ago. That does not mean that you don't have kids. Mm -hmm. No, again, the Lord equips you and he comes along alongside to help you. But, and let me just say, touching on just discipline, because first of all, you must discipline your children. Amen. Because you spank your kids. For our sake. (laughs) Even if you like little hellions around your house, (laughs) these have to be people that actually don't commit crimes in society later. That's true. And the Bible does say, if you don't discipline your kids, you hate them. You know why? Because if you don't discipline them later in life, you you do be you would you They're would hate break them. Your heart. You can't. Yeah, they'll break your heart. You can't have them around because they'll steal from you. They'll they'll um they'll commit all kinds of of chaos and crimes. They won't they won't respect you. They won't honor you. They will you know do things that are detrimental to you and the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. So discipline is key. It is vital. And the greatest one of the greatest things with discipline is that you the greatest requirements is you. You have to be consistent with it. 
So if you tell your child, no, you cannot do that, and they go ahead and do that, then immediately you're going to get your butt off the couch and you're going to go take care of the situation. And you're not going to give them five chances. No. Why? Because remember, you represent God to your children. So if they're not, if they're not honoring you, you don't make them honor you and you don't make them obey you, there's no way they're going to do that with God. And so we have a high responsibility, a high calling as a parent, and it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. That's why it's actually better that you have kids when you're younger, not when you're older. I guess. You know, I mean, we didn't have our first. Me. I mean, I was, what, 31 when we had Bryce and you were 38. 102. Oh, please. Anyway, but God, but God helped us. We just, you know, we, we, we still call upon the grace and the strength of the Lord. But so much of this comes from, from you not being lazy. Don't be lazy and, and understand that whatever seed you're sowing, it's going to pay off, but you've got to be consistent. The kids have to learn that your word means something. So when you say something, if you say to them, if you do that, then this is what happens. Then they'll actually test that boundary. Mm -hmm. They want to know, oh, is is mommy really telling the truth? So if she says that, is she really going to follow through? Or is it actually going to be that like, no, yeah, I can really, you know, and I can just say, mommy, please, please, no, I'm sorry. I'll do the right thing next time. No, they won't. Because you're actually training and instilling in them character. Because they say, by the age of three, 80% of their behavior and of their 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 it's even their character, their development is already instilled in them. Yep. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.